This is the Every Effort Podcast. You're listening to the Every Effort Podcast. Welcome to the Every Effort Podcast. If this doesn't sound like what you clicked on, well, it's too late now because we are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest. And we're so glad that you're here. Uh, We are also here every Tuesday. So happy Tuesday. If you are listening to this, the earlier, the better. Um, Today is a cool episode that I think relates to a lot of us young adults. And it spans a lot of different topics that we discuss on this show. Um, It's a little bit of friendships, a little bit of family and figuring out your future. And how can we just set boundaries as Christians? And is that even allowed? And what does the Bible say about boundaries? Mm -hmm. So asking yourself, like, aren't we called to serve in everything we do put others first? So how do boundaries even play in? Like that's, that's the question that we are addressing today. And also, like, where does burnout play in all of this? Is Mm -hmm. it inevitable if you don't set boundaries? Yeah, I feel like this is a really good one. Because right now, like, there's so many more mental health people speaking up and saying good things about placing boundaries, but there's still a lot of traditional people and probably your families who say, why are you putting up boundaries? Like you're here to serve or you're here to do what we want you to do. And so like, I think this young adult stage is so weird because we're trying to balance how do we serve people? How do we take care of ourselves and make sure that we're growing and you know following Christ in the ways that he described it? So I'm excited for this because I actually started my read through of the gospel specifically looking for how Jesus sets boundaries for people. So I think this will be a really interesting one. Yeah, this is this is a conversation I've been like wanting to have for a long time with with people and especially with Matt because honestly, I'm probably going to understand it like as much as you as a listener are going to right now, like you and I are probably at the same starting point of like answering this question and just Mm -hmm. being curious and not having an answer. And I don't think that there is like a black and white or yes or no answer to any of this stuff. I think it's very much, or I predict it's going to be like a case by case basis, but have no fear because Matt and Joss are here. Yeah. Let's dive right in. I think this is a really interesting one because A lot of people who look at the Bible will say that it contradicts itself on a topic like this. But to me, the fact that there are so many verses that talk about service and talk about putting others first, but also verses that talk about setting those boundaries with people says that the the mix is best, right? There's somewhere in the middle. There's certain things where you set boundaries and there's certain things where you say, you know what, even though it's hard, I'm going to serve this person. Yeah. So I think kind of diving into these individual verses will help us figure out where that is. Because you're right, I haven't figured it out either. Like this is something that I wrestle with every day. When you said it's like a mix, I thought of Chex Mix and those little like brown slices of toast that are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Which you like, right? Yeah, that's one of the best parts to me. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to watch me and Matt eating a bag of Chex Mix, it's me just forfeiting over those little brown things so (laughs) it's a pretty good deal on my end (laughs) yeah and then i steal what i like from matt's pile (laughs) okay well instead of stealing what you want from my pile i think the bible has some other things to say so one of the first verses that kind of talks about putting others first and might be a case against boundaries was philippians 2 3 which says to consider others more significant than yourselves yeah so to me that says like you're a 
<clears throat> excuse me your opinion doesn't matter mm. like what you want doesn't matter like it's all about what other people want hmm yeah i mean i totally get that but i think i think we have to read these with the context of other places in the bible where and the way Jesus treated people, he always prioritized them. Like, mm-hmm. if someone had a need, he would drop what he was doing. I mean, he was on the way to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he would stop and help people. Like, even if there was something he needed to do, he yeah. would put them first. But he also had self-respect, right? Like, if someone insulted him, or if someone wasn't willing to do what it took, he shook the dirt off his sandals and walked away. So, yeah. I feel like there's a difference between prioritizing and saying, uh-huh. look, what you need is important versus I don't have any needs and it's all about you. Do whatever you need. Yeah, I think you're right. Jesus had a habit of leaving crowds of people who clearly were showing like a lack of interest and respect towards him. Mm-hmm. I think when Jesus started to sense or there was evidence that people were against him or like mocked him and ridiculed him, he would just kind of walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Of course, him going to the cross was a completely different scenario because that was the government. Um, and that also was like God's calling for his life. And I'm sure he was well aware of that. But I thought of like, I think of the story where he like goes to this town and he like casts out a demon from a man and mm-hmm. put puts that demon into like a herd of pigs. Yeah. And then they like run off the cliff. And then everyone is like, kind of unappreciative of what Jesus does. Like they're, I think, fearful of him and they ask him to leave, I think. And then Mm -hmm. Jesus eventually just leaves. He doesn't like try to do anything more there, even though I think they were like still in need of other miracles and stuff. But that's just crazy to me that like Jesus can do something so grand and then he's like essentially kicked out, but he didn't stay. Like he didn't try to, he wasn't like, Oh, these people need me. So I'm going to be, I'm going to stay. Like he was like, no, these people don't want me here and that's okay. I'm going to move on to the next place. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the story of Christianity is the story of giving people second chances, but a lot of times in the Bible, people will ask for additional miracles or ask for the dead to be raised to show people, like give them the opportunity to believe. And many times Jesus said, if they don't believe based on what they've seen, they're not going to believe with more, right? Like some people's hearts yeah. are just closed off. And he said, it's not worth me performing miracles and miracles and catering to these people. Yeah. If they're cold hearted and they're not open to accepting me, then I'm going to go on to people who are because right. there are a lot of people who need me. So it's, it seems like there's a theme of boundary setting mm-hmm. when... And someone else's will for their life is is not including your best interest. Yeah, and I mean, Jesus said a very hard line on this, right? He said, if you're not with me, you're against me, right? Yeah. There's no in-between, there's no maybe you commit, or he moves, not he moves on, but like in in his earthly life, he moved on to another place. That doesn't mean he's not still after your heart and wants you to accept him and love him and you know that he loves you we're not saying that if you say no to jesus when you're 13 he's you know forsaken you but in his earthly life as he was walking he would physically leave places where people weren't accepting him or disrespecting him yeah and nowadays it's not just physical it could be i mean we could say emotional back then too but we have the virtual realm so Mm. um that's you know like unfollowing somebody or not Mm responding to mean messages online and that sort of thing. What about Ephesians 4 two? with all humility and gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love. Mm. So 
that means that you just have to, you know, suck it up no matter how difficult a person is, right? Well, I think the important part here is bearing with one another in love, right? That doesn't mean clinging on to someone who doesn't love you. That's right. both of you are in love. So to me, I think more of another Christian, right? Someone who you know is pursuing good things and that has your best interest at heart and loves you. Yeah, bear with them. They're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. Like you need to be there for one another and be humble and gentle with them. But if someone's in a toxic relationship, being mistreated, being unloved, that's not being that's not bearing in love with someone. That's right. you trying to love someone who's hurting you back or not respecting you. And to me, that is mm-hmm. a place for that Jesus boundary of, yeah. I love you, I want to love you, you can come back to me, but I'm going to remove myself from this situation. The word bearing is key here, right? I like what you said. It is pretty essentially loving each other and pouring out, but also being poured into. And it's mm-hmm. like a give or take. It's a friendship. And context is also important because... Paul was speaking to Christians here, so mm. he definitely wasn't like bear with everybody, you know. Like right. you, you definitely want it to be like your core group that you invest more in. And I think we read a lot of verses in the Bible about setting boundaries in the world, and we will get into that in a bit. Uh, Matthew five forty one. Did you write this one, Matthew? It says, "If anyone <laughs> forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles." Yeah, I like this one. This is a hard one with boundaries because it's like, man, if someone's forcing me to go a mile, why don't I just say no? But I think the point is more to to turn them, right? Like someone's going to be mean to you. They're going to try to put you down and you're going to say, I'm going to take the high road, right? I'm not going to sink down to your level. I'm not going to get in an argument with you. I'm going to do even better than you expected. So to me, this is more akin to like in an argument. If someone's name calling, if someone's, you know, really just trying to put you down, then you say, you know what? I love you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go even further. I'm going to bear through it. But I'm not just going to, you know, kind of cave in and go down to your level of arguing and and mistreating. So I think this is much more about taking the high road than like submitting to someone who's trying to force you to do something out of ill will. Yeah, I I think this is, uh, I think the key word here is force where like it really is not, might not be close to anywhere near your own choice. Like, I'm thinking like extreme cases where like you are a slave to someone because you were captured in a military fight in a different country. Like, I think, of course, this doesn't have to be in such a extreme circumstance to apply. But I think the idea is like, to do your best work. But because you want to also, because the Bible does talk about like, be a cheerful giver, right? Don't just be a giver, but do it out of like your own desire and willfulness to give. But I think it's also just a way to represent Christ. Like this is something that you do out of love for for Jesus himself. So I don't think this means that you should always do extra for everything. I think it specifically refers to like the enemy or people who you would consider not your friend. Yeah, so I think of if you've ever watched the movie or read the book Unbroken, there's an amazing scene in this movie where uh, uh, Zamperini, Lou Zamperini, local guy from Torrance, who's devout Christian, he's a soldier, he's captured and put in a Japanese uh, prisoner of war camp, and they're they're just torturing him. It's awful. He's been at sea for so many days, he's like barely surviving, and they make him put this giant plank above his head, and if he drops it, they're going to kill him. 
and instead of just lifting it he starts doing like presses like he's pushing it over his head he's like doing workouts with it and like you in the movie it's really powerful because everyone just sees and it's like this show of faith right it's like you can't just make me submit to this i'm going to show you how much strength i have how much faith i have and it's this really powerful scene and i think of that with this right the enemy's trying to force you to do something and you have this the show of faith the show of love and even if it's not for you it can show others and even turn the hearts of whoever's forcing you to do this because it it's one of those like who does that kind of questions right and that's what we can do as christians to say how do you do that? And you say, well, I have this faith. I have this God who, who loves me and Christ who gives me strength to do these things. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was a really, really good movie. I, I didn't, um, I didn't realize he was from Torrance, but that makes sense. Yeah. Zamperini Field. The airport's named after him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm so proud of where I'm from now. <laughs> well, I always have been. I love Torrance. Uh, so let's talk about Bible verses for boundaries. So the first one here is um, Galatians 6, 5, which says, for each will have to bear his own load. And to me, this is like so different from those first ones, right? That's it's true. like, wait, aren't we serving and putting others first and right. putting them more significant? What right. do you mean we have to bear our own load? And I really like this one because I think a lot of like the mental health advice I've been listening to is so much of like understanding the way we can support each other. And Jesus calls us to take upon his yoke, right? He doesn't say, hey, Matt, take on your friend's yoke. If you're struggling, he says, take on my yoke, right? We can, mm -hmm. as friends and as Christians, we can support each other and we can listen, we can be there, but we can't really just shoulder someone else's load. Like that's a lot of the times that's beyond our capacity. We can grieve with people, we can encourage people, but at, at the end of the day, what you have on your back is something that is assigned to you and that is kind of appointed to you and Jesus is the one who can help lighten that load, right? Your friends around you can support you and encourage you along the way, but it's not their kind of burden to bear. Yeah, it's it's very much like telling us everyone's problem is not your problem. You need to focus on what your loads are and get support in your life as needed. That's kind of the big picture I'm getting from all of these verses so far is we need each other to go through all these difficult life things, but we also need to take ownership of our own problems and not expect other people to solve them or not expect other people to take take it on for you. Right. I think that's one of the challenging things of coming into your own as a young adult is you're going from a place where someone else is shouldering your load, right? You have parents, you have family who are saying, here's a problem, I'm going to fix it, I'm going to do this for you. And then trying to figure out, okay, I'm an adult now, how do I get support? And it's not my friends take on my load, it's my friends grieve with me, my friends help me out with like an errand here or there, yeah. they listen to me, they send me encouraging texts and spend time with me. Like Those are the ways that we, as fellow adults, support each other, as opposed to, I think it's hard coming into being a young adult because you have that expectation that when I have a problem, other people can help me take on that problem. And we have to make a shift to this is my problem. And I have people in my life who pour into me and support me, but I don't expect them to take on that problem. So Proverbs twenty five seventeen, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate slash despise you. So this one's interesting because it always it seems like a, a verse for like people who actually have houses to go to. But <laughs> I mean, it applies to apartments as well or whatever you consider your safe space to be. How, like just ask yourself or consider like, 
how many times do I feel like imposed upon in that space? Or do I feel like my personal time is taken away from me because it's being filled by another person? Yeah, I think like the specific part that this is your house, like it's invasive, right? Someone else is in your home. So I don't think this is like calling up and, you know, asking someone like, hey, how did your day go? And like checking in on someone. This is like putting problems on someone. This is like asking someone for more than can be expected. I disagree with that. I think that so there's some, I think a general like consistency slash annoyance could be a part of this too. It doesn't have hmm. to be like negative news. At least hmm. that's how, that's how I see it. Okay. It could also be like, like consistent positive news. Cause I think we experience that as well, where every week someone could say like something new and great happens to them or they have a problem that's like more like a humble brag. And it's just mm. like, why are you constantly telling me this information? <laughs> yeah, um, that's but, a good point. Because the, yeah. the verse is more about the frequency. I think that's a really good point. It's not about the nature of why your foot is in there. It's don't let it happen too often, essentially. Yeah. And it's really trying to protect relationship too, because at least for friendships, right? We're not talking about family because family lives within the same house. But with friendships, there are more kind of unspoken and intuitive boundaries that aren't like listed out. But it's just like one of those things, you know, like, okay, friends, friends can be welcome to come over often. And that's cool. And it can be fun. But every every relationship is going to be different. And there's a frequency that's going to work between different people. Mm hmm. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 says, Do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. I'm sure you all have heard this one. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? So what does this have anything to do with boundaries? Well, I think it says that we really need to make sure that the people we're going through life with are also believers. Because it's hard to share a burden equally if one person has this hope and this love for Christ and is chasing that and someone else is going a completely other direction, you know, chasing a, a career or monetary gain or these things. So I would argue it's hard to be equally yoked at all. Like it, it's hard for this to even be possible. So I think a lot of it is talking about making sure that we're aligning with people that are going at our same pace and our same direction in life. Yeah, you definitely have to set boundaries with who you yoke yourself with. So mm -hmm. that that makes sense to me. Proverbs twenty two twenty four: make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man. Mm. So, I'm not sure there's that much to say about yeah, this. It's very straightforward. <laughs> it's very good advice. Yeah, self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. In other words, let's let's use 21st century language. Um, if they toxic, dip. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Jocelyn's message version yes. of the Bible? <laughs> yes. It's uh, the Gen Z version. Mm. <laughs> Uh, before we continue on talking about healthy relationships and healthy boundaries, make sure you're taking care of yourself. I love to use ClassPass to do this. I'll check out yoga, get a massage, maybe get my hair and nails done. You don't have to be a girl to enjoy ClassPass. There's a lot of other amazing masculine quote unquote um, options like CrossFit and weightlifting and even gym memberships and mm -hmm. yes, barbers. So you you are included here, guys. Check out ClassPass, link in our description. 
So one really important thing that I think we should address here is about like actually addressing the issues that come up because, you know, we've talked so much about boundaries and putting other first, but what if you have an issue in your life, right? What if something is bothering you? How do you approach it? How do you make sure that you're setting healthy boundaries? And to me, what comes to mind is the verses in Matthew that talk about the way to address an issue, right? It doesn't say, let someone sin against you and just let it happen for a while. And then, and then, you know, maybe go chat with them about it. It says, hey, go to that person, talk to them about it. Bring someone else, talk to them about it. Get a group together, talk to them about it. So I think the theme here is really making sure you tackle it because it'll burn you out if you let this issue fester, or you let you know, yourself be disrespected or let yourself be hurt. It's important, especially with Christians, to go to someone and let them know because theoretically they're trying to be the best version of themselves and the best Christian they can too. And you owe it to them to let them know when they're hurting you or acting in a way that you don't think is Christ-like. Especially if you are a natural people pleaser. Yes, I am talking to you guys. You know who you are. Uh, This advice is for you. Um, If you need to start setting boundaries, Um, use your body to do that, right? Just throw that hand as hard as you can at the person's face. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, use your words, okay? Words are the best tool here. And be mature about it, guys. We've all seen mature conversations in movies. You know what they look like. If not, ask us what you can or can't do in these kind of conversations, but definitely find like a quiet and uh, intentional time and place to do this when you just have to tell someone like, look, I can't do that. But even better, even better than having to do this is to just say no. Let your default for everything be no. And this is not to be a negative person. This is so you can give yourself time to decide if it will be become a yes. Because one of the most unreliable traits of a person is someone who says yes to something and then backs out of it a week later or a day later, a month later. Because people depend on you and your words matter. And if you don't follow up on your words, you're going to lose trust. You're going to lose relationship. So just default, say say no in the nicest way you can. Like, hey, let me think about it. Or, hey, I'll circle around again with you. Or, you know, right now I'm going to say no And if that changes, I'll let you know, or just say, no, thanks, or not right now. I'm a little piled up. I don't think I can do that. And then if it's a relationship, give some reassurance, right? Like, we're still friends. I still want to hang out. It's just a busy time right now. And if you find room later on, then that's going to be so exciting for them to be like, oh, great, because I was still looking for somebody or to do this task or someone to hang out with. And it's, it's more exciting that way. And you still maintain trust. Yeah. And it's also good to be respectful of, you know, your autonomy and your time. And it really helps you to be a better friend to others. Like it's hard to be a good friend when you're just shouldering everything you possibly can. You're burning out. You're super busy. Now you can't be available and present with people. Right. So mm-hmm. it, in order to be intentional, you also have to make sure you manage your load. And so I think that your idea of kind of being skeptical at first and saying no, or, you know, let, let me think about that and get back to you and not just saying yes, lets you be intentional about what you choose to do with your time. Because You can allocate more time to stuff that's really important to you, stuff that lets you serve others. And then you have some time and some margin to be able to be there for others. Like it's really hard to be a good supportive friend of someone who's going through something when you're 
burnt out and struggling and just trying to make it through the day yourself. So taking care of yourself also helps you to take care of others too and be able to better prioritize them. Yeah, I think our culture has failed us in this area where there is so much pressure to always say yes to stuff, especially for our generation. So just keep that in mind. Like, are you saying yes because it's out of pressure or are you cheerfully willing to do the task, to do the work that someone is asking of you? Yeah. And if you're a people pleaser, and I totally am, do it, practice it, and you'll see that it is okay. You're not going to have friends walk away from you. It's not going to ruin relationships, but just start to be intentional about, you know what? I I would love to, but I I just don't have time. I have this thing I need to do, or I would love to, let me think about it and get back to you because I have this other thing going on. Like being real with people and allowing them to see that part of your life and to like commit yourself to things that you actually want to enjoy. And then when you're there, you're enjoying it and you want to be there. You're not like grumbling in the corner. It's like, oh man, I got to get home. I got to go do that assignment. And then I got to do this other thing. So I think practicing it and just in little things saying, no, I don't think I can do that. It'll start to show you that saying no doesn't mean you're hurting someone or doesn't mean you're devaluing a relationship. And I'm a little bit of the opposite of Matt. I love saying no, because (laughs) it gives me a chance to think about things. But I could work on doing it more gently at times. So whichever one you guys land on, right? Don't be either of us fall somewhere in the middle where you can do it graciously, graciously, and also confidently that you know, you're making the best decision for yourself. You're bringing your best self to other people at work in life. And yeah, Well, thanks so much for joining us. I know this has been really cool for Joss and I because this is one of those things that we're figuring out alongside of you. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Um, If you can follow along with us on social media at Every Effort Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, that's a great way to support the show and just stay up to date on all the content we're putting out there. We'd also love if you're able to share the show with a friend. It's a great way to spread what we're doing here, uh, spread the word, something that's approachable and, you know, maybe can get someone into these Christian topics and into some of the questions that we all have as we're going through this stage of life. Another great thing you can do to support the show is give us a rating and review on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining this week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys.